Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 227. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you another incredible interview that I did with one of our all-time success stories from our programs, not only in uh, she started out in the Legacy Leadership Academy, but has graduated and is now in our next level leadership program. Her name is Heather Burge, and Heather's going to be sharing her story of how implementing Love, Serve, Grow into her business, and more specifically, really shifting her mindset from sales to service and finding a deeper sense of purpose and meaning behind the work that she was doing as a leader literally helped her 10x her business over the last three years. And she now has a business that is doing last month, she did $1.5 million in volume. So she has such an incredible success story. And she shares how she struggled a lot with her confidence and belief in herself as a leader as she was first starting out and how Love, Serve, Grow really gave her that belief that she needed um, as the foundation from her leadership, but then really gave her permission to to, to find that service mindset. And I think when you hear her story, it's just so inspiring because I think for a lot of you, you know, you hear a big number like that, and that might seem like so far away, like never even possible for you. But I'm telling you, this is the power of Love, Serve, Grow. And as you'll hear Heather share in this interview, she had no idea that anything like this was possible for her. And this is the reason why I'm so passionate about sharing stories like hers, because I just want all of you to understand that this stuff works if you decide to embrace it. So really excited to share this interview with Heather and just want to give you a quick little teaser here. So at the end of this week on Friday, the ne- our next episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the details of a really, really big free challenge that we're going to be doing in the month of April, starting on April 19th. And this challenge, okay, I'm just going to give you a little teaser and I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to explain to you what we're going to be doing on Friday. But the title of the challenge is going to be a free five-day challenge is how to build your team with confidence and authenticity. I'm going to be giving you five steps to how to be more confident and authentic when you're prospecting and sharing your business with people so that can lead you to actually finally being able to build the business and the team you want. Because I will tell you, confidence and authenticity are two of the most important things you must have if you truly want to be successful recruiting and growing your team. And I think if you're honest with yourself, these are two areas that you've really lacked in the past. So I'm excited for this challenge because I've literally broken this down to in a way that I promise you've never heard before. And over the series of five days uh, inside of a private Facebook group, we're going to be doing this incredible action-based challenge that I promise you by the time you're done, you will never look at the topic of building a team ever again. I'm talking about a whole new level of confidence and belief in yourself with a totally different approach when it comes to actually sharing your business. Just imagine being able to go out in the world every day when you're talking about your opportunity to be 100% confident and truly feel aligned with the words that you're saying, not having to feel salesy, right? To, to really, really be connecting with people on a deep level. 
Well, that's what I'm going to teach you how to do. So make sure you tune into the episode on Friday. I'm going to go over all the details of the challenge. I'm going to give you the link on how you can enroll. I want all of you to get a head start on sharing this with your teams. It is going to be one of, if not the best free trainings that we've done. So can't wait to share it with you. But without further ado, let me go ahead and let me turn it over this interview with Heather. You are absolutely going to love to hear her story. So uh, let me go to the interview. Well, hey everybody, Bob here. I am so excited to get a chance to introduce to you. I mean, really, I think it'd be fair to say, Heather, one of our best ever success stories in our programs. I mean, you're like front and I believe you're front and center on our sales page in LLA, but uh, <laughs> Heather Heather Burge is with us today and she's someone that I've had the good pleasure of being able to work with now for three years, right? You came in into our world in 2018 when you joined the Legacy Leadership Academy. But Heather has such an inspiring story that she's going to share with all of you today. So Heather, thanks for so much for being here on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Yeah, looking forward to chatting with you. So all right, let me give all of you just a quick rundown on on what Heather has done over the last three years, because I think it's really pretty extraordinary. And and then we're going to dig into like, what did she do to get there? And so I think it's going to be really, it's going to be really powerful for you to hear some of the shifts that she had to make. But when she first, we were just talking before we started recording, when she first came into our world, it was August of 2018. She joined the Legacy Leadership Academy. Now at the time, she had already had a very successful business. Her she shared with me her team did 145,000 in sales volume that month, right? So that's that's not, you know, that's no peanuts. <laughs> that's a pretty significant group. And she had about 230 people on her team. Now, fast forward to today, three years later, and it's like every time I ask you, I just keep getting blown away because it's just like exponentially growing. But she Heather just shared with me that this month she's doing, she's gonna do 1.5 million in a month. And her team has grown to 3,000 people, which is like, I mean, that's 10 times the size. What, Heather, what, I mean, that can't even feel real to you at this point, right? I mean, it, you've just grown so quickly over the last three years. How does it feel today to know that you've got, you're literally doing a million and a half a month in your business? Oh, it feels incredible. Uh, my background's actually in traditional business, and I uh, had a boutique in Savannah, Georgia, for over fifteen years. And you know, the the best year year that I had in that business as the small business of the year we were voted one year was about a million and a half. I think less. I think it was one point one point three or something like that. I should remember. And that was pre recession. Recession obviously changed everything. And so to just wrap my brain around being able to do that kind of volume in a month and not have those same struggles and challenging and the striving and everything that I experienced as a traditional business owner. It's, it's pretty mind blowing and I can't be anything other than just grateful. And you've been, when did you first start your business? Sure. Uh, in January of 2017. So a little over four years ago. So we're four years in. And, and I think what's even more powerful is you had shared with me before you didn't really have any intention of like pursuing this as a business in the very beginning, right? Like talk a little bit about how did your journey start for you? Cause I think <laughs> this, this would be great for people to hear. It's not like you came into this mm-hmm. thing day one, like I'm going to build a million dollar a month. It's <laughs> like, what was your experience of how did you get to the point where you actually decided you wanted to do this as a business? Sure. So, you know, I think, I think deep down when, when I joined, I was a customer first, I absolutely loved our product. I was already sharing it. 
Um, and I think deep down, I realized that there was an opportunity, but I was so focused on the priority of my existing business that I'd spent many, many years and hundreds of thousands of dollars investing in. And so to be honest, I, I really just dove in sharing the product and showing up in the same way that I was prior to launching that, you know, the direct sales model for our company. And for that reason, even in the midst of our busiest season, where when I joined, it just, it really took off for me. And within six months, I'd just about matched my income from my, my traditional business, which was kind of mind blowing. (laughs) Wow. So it happened pretty quickly for you, but I know that you shared with me, you, you were kind of what we affectionately refer to today as an accidental leader, right? So talk a little bit about when, you know, there was a point where you realized that I think maybe you needed to do some things different in your business. What, what, what were some of the challenges you were facing? Cause when you grow that quickly, mm-hmm. you know, you create problems for yourself. You know, what were some of the challenges that you were facing in your business? So, you know, we were definitely in company momentum, which meant that I was kind of riding the waves. We were brand new as a, as a, you know, as a company and figuring it all out together as we went, but the driven, ambitious <laughs> person that I've always been, once I had a taste of what was possible, I wanted more and dug into the strategy side of it, of you know what I could get and what that next rank looked like and uh, who needed to do what and all of those things on my team. And I realized about a year in that there was no fulfillment, no joy and trying to do this thing on my own. So I handed it over to the Lord <laughs> uh, in January of 2018. Um, actually, Laura Casey, I know that you have interviewed her before on your podcast, yeah. and I've yeah. been using her uh, Cultivate What Matters power sheets uh, since then. Actually, 2018 was my very first time doing that. And uh, my word of that year was serve. And uh, it's not about me because I realized I needed to shift the focus from my success in this business. And if I wanted to grow, I realized that I was going to need to turn around and serve. So that year, Miss Goal Setter, which I've always been that as a traditional business owner, actually didn't set personal goals for myself. I set them for my team. And then I guess in August is when I found you and your podcast. And I guess it was a podcast. I don't even know how I found you, to be honest. And I joined Legacy Leadership Academy and learned about love, serve, grow. And that was just that God wink, if you will. And that, that, um, that little something that made me know that I was absolutely in the right place. So I, I just dove in and that changed everything for me. Yeah. So it was really, it was a shift in, you were looking at your business as something much more important than just as a way to financially be rewarding. And it's not to say that that shouldn't be something that we should want, right? I mean, if we're being mm-hmm. financially rewarded, as we know, that's an indication of our ability of our our service, right? But it sounds to me like pretty early on, you had this vision that this profession was going to be something much more for you. Is that, is that an accurate thing to say? I would say so. I definitely had some, some mindset issues around money. I know that I even said in that first year, oh, I'm not doing this for the money, which I think was not being true you know, at, at its core because I think I, I knew the impact that it could make on my family. But I think I was just a little bit uneasy about that being my motivation, if you will. And you're exactly right. You know, now looking to where I am four years in, I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to give back in such a way because of the impact that, that has been made on our family. And ultimately I always say it was about, it was about the money, but certainly, 
you know, I know, as you say, the money is a byproduct of the number of lives that you change, the impact that you make and shifting that focus on embracing that and accepting that, I think also made a big part in the transformation of my business. Yeah. Did you, did you find yourself at odds at all with this idea of wanting money and financial success and having that be in some ways in opposition with your faith and your, your mm-hmm. desire to serve. I know a lot of times in our, you know, you're in our next level program. We, we really help a lot of people have that money block where yeah. they feel called to the work that they do mm-hmm. and they want to serve, but they almost feel selfish and guilty for wanting more. Was that, yes. did you find yourself at odds since I know you have such a heart mm-hmm. to serve? Was that something that you struggled with in your business? Oh my gosh, no doubt. Um, that was, that was a big struggle for me. And, you know, it, I really had to dig into scripture and, uh, listen to lots of podcasts, yours included, uh, Christy Wright is another, uh, mentor that really helped shape the fact that money is amoral and it's really just a measure of the service that you give. And I honestly think that the mindset that I had around money was one of the biggest factors in, in the, I don't want to say lack of success in my traditional business, but the same struggles that I experienced there, I brought into this business initially because of those roadblocks around money. And, and so, yeah, that, that was a huge aspect of the growth for me. And I think that's such an important thing because it's, it's without a doubt, it's one of the biggest shifts that Love, Serve, Grow helps people make is when we, when we stop defining success by some outcome or result, right? If we're defining success that way, we're always going to struggle with wanting more at some point. Cause it's yes. like, you know, what's, you know, what's enough, you know, we have our needs met and we have things that we want. And a lot of times as a leader, we create limitation on ourselves because we have a limiting belief around what money is. And, you know, I think love, serve, grow requires us to change our definition that success is really a byproduct of service yes. and growth. And if that's the case, then money is actually a scoreboard for those things, <laughs> yes. right? And what a new level of accountability to, ha- to have to face the fact that if you're not increasing your income every year, you're not actually serving and growing, which, you know, I make the argument mm-hmm. that I believe love, serve, grow is literally God's purpose for all of us on, on this earth, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I think if we can learn how to, change the way we look at money, it really helps us. So what did that do for you when you began? Because I know this is one of the first things. Now, when you when you joined LLA in 2018, mm-hmm. you didn't have the formula, right? But now sure. when people join, this is one of the first things we do is we help them dig into their limiting beliefs around money. But how did it transform you and your business when you were able to make, make that connection in a different way? What did you, did you start doing different things? Like how did that show up for you in your business? I would say really it it really turned that focus away from that next peak if you will or that next rank that next achievement I guess you could say and for myself and really I turned my energy towards my team and really started having honest conversations with them about what was holding them back from growing and 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 really partnering with them more than just showing up I, I would do these lives I would go live every week and just show up and <laughs> spew information, mostly probably from you. In fact, my team used to always joke about how often I said, Bob says, Bob says, Bob says. <laughs> but really, it wasn't until I started having more conversations and really connections with them to really dig deeper and partner in on, on their story 
and, you know, kind of, I guess, work through the formula for transformation Though, like you said, that didn't really come until later for me, the knowledge of how that worked. I think that really shifted and it, it shifted the bond and the trust that I had with my team so that when I did implement the systems and when I implemented accountability and kind of showed up a little differently with that carefrontational approach that we had that relationship of, of trust because I'd gotten to know them and their, what they wanted out of this. Yeah. And, that's big or small, and it's different for all of them. I really, um, you know, felt compelled to meet them where they were, and I'm thankful that our comp plan allows that. Thankful that my my mentors, my uplines, really have embodied that from day one. We use the term walker, jogger, runner in our business to really define what someone's goals, what they're able to put into the business, what they're hoping to get out of the business, and things like money are a you know that's a it's a very tangible in result that they can put kind of as a goal out there. Right. So um, that I think having those conversations is really the best example of that, I would say. Yeah. Well, I love your story because I think you're like the perfect example of the transformation that can come from love, serve, grow. So if we think about the three, you know, the three areas of focus, it's belief systems and leadership development. And I know when you first joined LLA, one of the things you jumped right on, because we you know, we talked about this as you implemented systems, right? And systems Mm -hmm. were the thing that helped you as you grew 10X, you helped create more time freedom for you along the way, right? But what we're talking about here is something different. Mm -hmm. And I know one of the things that you struggled with was this whole idea of leading what, what we teach, leading with love, which is not always just being a friend, but Mm -hmm. at times learning how to really lead people, which means that you need to challenge them and you need to confront them. And I know that these were things that for a period of time you shied away from in your business. Is that correct? Oh gosh, no doubt. It's something I think I shy away from in life. A confrontation is not, (laughs) not my thing. And I will never forget at your conference in Dallas in 2019, I believe it was May of 2019. Actually, I've got the little little thing hanging up there. So, uh, you know, I was really enjoying the conference. I'd brought a couple of teamies and that very last day you talked on that and, and you talked on actually Jesus being the ultimate upline and how he really embodies that. And you touched on the fact that if, if I'm not showing up in that way and I'm not holding people accountable to what is possible for them and what they say that they want, especially if I know what they could do to get there, which I do at this point, then I'm not showing up with integrity. And that just struck me to my core. And I literally broke down <laughs> into tears in the audience. And it's still an ongoing thing that, that I'm working on. Like I said, not just in my business, but in my life, but it's something that I do believe so strongly in that we, we as leaders, it is on us to embody that example, to show them what that next right step looks like for them. Yeah, I think it's, you know, we call this the relational roadblock, right? Where Mm -hmm. at some point, I I mean, I think one of the things that's so great about our profession is we get to work with people that we truly love, right? Like our leaders become our best friends and their family to us, but that actually becomes a hindrance in some ways because we create this red light story around what we think a leader is. Mm -hmm. And it takes us away from leaning into some of the things that is required of leadership. And that's where people get stuck. And 
So you had a realization that, okay, I need to uh, hold myself more accountable to lead these people. And that couldn't have been something. So like, can you think back to when you first started doing or, you know, those things and having those kinds of conversations that, that couldn't have been an easy <laughs> thing for you to do. I mean, were you like scared to death when you were confronted? Like, how was that in the very early stages? I think it'd be cool for people to hear you t- speak to that, to know that it's not something that like, you just say, okay, I'm going to start doing that. And it's like, you flip a switch. Oh, I love that you said that. And actually my word of 2020 was accountable for that reason, because I knew my word of 2019 was serve. And so I, you know, I knew that I wasn't going to immediately be able to change and grow in that area, that it would likely take an entire year, right. To do that. And so I would say that I started with the systems because that was something that I, I felt comfortable with. I could see the impact that the other key systems that you you coach on, um, onboarding, prospecting, marketing, and retention, they were working flawless. I don't want to say flawlessly. That's not the right word. They were working very well in my business and I was seeing results because of it. But that missing piece for me was that accountability system. So I did implement um, a year ago once I, I joined uh, next level in January or February, I believe, and implemented the WAM um, the right way. I, I had done weekly accountability calls the wrong way, probably the year prior, but I did it the right way, exactly as you coach. <laughs> and um, I think that looking back over that year of the results of the leaders that participated in that in that WAM and seeing their growth, to me, that is proof that just showing up and kind of committing to that process and committing, being coachable and listening to what you tell us to do and just not skipping over that part because it feels more comfortable to just pretend that that's not a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I hope that answers your question and yeah. that I, I just committed to the system. <laughs> it does. So so like, so the way I see it is an LLA, it sounds like it was really the systems that helped you yes. start that trend of, of, of growth that you were on. But then next level was where we really dug into the belief and the leadership part, right? Because here's the reality. You're not, you can't truly lead people in the way that we're talking about unless you address the underlying red light story around leadership, right? So was it the recognition? Like, what was that journey for you in terms of looking at the the story that you needed to operate? Because you needed a whole new level of belief in yourself to be able to lead Mm -hmm. people that way. So what was that journey like for you in terms of like just building your belief as a leader and and what your responsibility was to these other people and doing these things, even if it was a little scary? You know, I would say, you know, just even though it didn't come natural to me and and didn't, I didn't know what those conversations would even look like to, to show up and, and with that carefrontational approach, if you will. So I just, I just would say that, that taking it action by action, and even taking those thoughts and beliefs and circumstances time by time, instead of thinking of the big picture of how it was all going to come together, really just seeing each circumstance as its own challenge, knowing that even in my faith, that that's likely a trust, a test or a trial for me to really lean into that area where I could, I could grow not only as a, as a leader, but as a person. So I, I think sometimes we, you know, can, try to see the big picture of what it's all going to look like when in reality, we just need to let those circumstances come our way and then take a deep breath, pause, realize how we're feeling in that moment, as you say. And again, I love the, the notepad that I got from, <laughs> from next yeah. level. I write that down. And now it really a year in has become 
more of a habit when I feel either fear or avoidance. That's a big, a big thing. I know I, I, I tend to lean into is just avoidance. <laughs> and so whenever I feel that I kind of stop and ask myself why, and I force myself to step out of that comfort zone and, and really take action. Um, especially if I know it is the right thing to do for the other person or for that, for that in particular situation. Yeah. So I love it. So what we're talking about is really the personal freedom part of the framework, which comes from mastering your mind, right? So the formula gave you the framework in any situation that you're in to be able to consciously decide how you wanted to, where you wanted to take action from, right? So maybe in the past, Mm -hmm you reacted from fear and shied away from some of these things. But with the formula that gave you the ability to say, okay, how do I need to be showing up for this person in that moment? And, and that's part of service, right? Services, mm-hmm. you know, I just was sharing this the other day. If, you know, our responsibility to our team is to show up as our best self. Mm-hmm. And if we're acting from our best self, the most important thing to understand is we won't make it about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we'll be, you know, we'll be willing to have conversations and do things sometimes that feel scary to us, but we, we hold ourselves accountable to that because we know that that's what a leader is. And it sounds like as you began to lean into more of that, things really be able started to take off for you. Oh, definitely. And again, I, I totally attribute that to a, you know, a blessing from the Lord of, of really just me exemplifying and, and being hoping to become more like Christ, right? And that in that example of showing up as he does, yes, he had a heart to serve others, but he did it by being, you know, direct and honest and and guiding people for what they needed to know and hear. And I think it's a beautiful analogy for this business model, uh, especially as leaders at our level, not to necessarily compare, compare it in that way. But I, I guess what I'm saying is, is for me, I look at it as a blessing each and every time that I take that action to step outside my comfort zone to show up and take action on whatever inspiration or or even frustration or or tough thing in my business and move forward despite feeling that way. And every time I just, I show up with, you know, or I'm, I guess, uh, rewarded with that blessing of that personal growth and the fulfillment that comes from that and being able to see other people have that same um, same fulfillment and joy in their business. And I, I think this is, this is what I talk about. This is when we have all three pieces of the love, serve, grow framework in place where we've got that personal freedom that comes from belief, right? Every moment we're deciding the story we want to tell ourselves. You've got the systems in place, which are the serve part, which allow you mm-hmm. to really focus on helping other people create results And then the third piece, which is the grow, that's leadership development, right? You began to grow yourself as a leader. You started to develop other leaders. And it's like this beautiful cycle that just works together. And as we begin to execute, look what happens. I mean, eventually you reach a point where you start to see exponential results. Now, here's what I'm curious about for you, Heather. How how would you describe so that, you know, when we think of love, serve, grow, belief is personal freedom, Um, service which our systems gives us time freedom. And then the third piece is financial freedom. How would you describe the time freedom piece for you? Have you found that you've, have you been able to like talk a little bit about that? Like what, what's your, what is your life like today in your business running a million and a half a month? (laughs) Well, you know, it's, that's another thing that as a, uh, I'm, I'm a worker, right? I enjoy work. I enjoy, I was, I was, 
telling you that like spreadsheets are fun to me, right? So, and my mind never stops. So I always have a lot of ideas. So for me, where I am in my business now, my word of this year is present because I really want to bring myself to every bit of the situation and be more present for my family, be more present for my team and live and I guess, exemplify that, that time freedom more than I've been doing in my business. Because when we show up as leaders, just in the hustle and the grind and working, you know, more than full-time on this, most people don't want that job. And so now it's, it's really taking a discipline for me, knowing that I actually do enjoy working to kind of dial it back. And so I'm, I'm really trying to be intentional to work my business within a, a framework, a time block within the day and and to be very intentional about how I spend my time and set boundaries using like a calendar link. I use Calendly when someone requests, one of my directs requests a, you know, a quick call so that they can even see my schedule and see, see the blocks of time that, that are available. So that is, I would say my current journey that I'm working through. And this year is really trying to our CEO calls it uh, the sweet life and really kind of embody the sweet, sweet life that this business can, can bring and has brought to me certainly. Um, but it's, it's not easy as a yeah. driven worker bee. <laughs> well, that requ- it requires you to say no to people. Yeah. Does that, do you find that's a challenge for you? Oh yeah, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That's something I know I need to continue to grow in that area because I think in fact, I was doing, I was a hot time did a training for another leader's wham today. And I love that because I know, even though it doesn't benefit me directly to, you know, help out a sideline sister for me, that's where I get my joy and fulfillment now is being able to not only see her doing a wham and see it having results in her business, but to be able to hop on and share a little bit of my story and even the hard things that I've been through. Uh, Cause I know exactly where the leaders that were on that way. I know I remember it clear as day where I was in their journey. And so to be able to show up and serve brings me that fulfillment. So yeah, it's definitely hard to say no sometimes. Well, I think a big part of it is, um, is being clear on what your priorities are yeah, and then making sure that your actions and your time are aligned with your priorities. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, I know a priority for you is family, right? Yeah. So absolutely. We have to remind ourselves that, you know, sometimes we have to say no when it comes to our business in order to honor some of these other priorities we have in our life. But that challenges us mm-hmm. a lot of times as a leader because we create this definition of what we think a good leader is. And that's somebody that's there all the time for anybody yes. that needs us. But that doesn't serve us in the other area of our life. So it forces us. It sounds to me like you're in that space of redefining your story of what it actually means to be a good leader in your business right now. Definitely. And actually I can think of, I can pinpoint an exact time and example in my business where it was very hard, but I did it and it's absolutely paid off, not just for myself, but for this leader that was involved. I had a new total rock star join ultimate dream team. as I call him, join my, my, uh, my team back in uh, August, last August And the next week I was going on a vacation with my husband, um, out to Montana. And I knew that the right thing to do was completely shut down. I knew that I had equipped her with everything that she needed to get launched in her business and, you know, to get started with the systems that we, that we have. And so I just equipped her. I definitely managed her expectations and said, Hey, I'm going to be going, be going and, you know, 
you got this. Good luck. And of course I told my team, um, as well. And then I, I had my, my mentor kind of step in and, and also know that she was available to serve her. And she now says that me leaving for that week and being unavailable is exactly what she needed to really kind of leave the nest and, and, and find and figure things out on her own. And now she has reached the top 2% of our company in like four months time. Her team is exploding. She's literally gone from zero to 60 in less than six months. So (laughs) it's really exciting to watch the fruit of making those, what feel like at the time, really, really tough decisions as a leader to step away and create time for what truly is most important. It's so, it's such an important thing because, and I think, I love how you mentioned this. What did your, what is the owner? You said she calls it the sweet life. Is that what you said? The sweet Yes, Kara, she she did her her uh, keynote presentation uh, at our conference was all about the sweet life. And yeah. it's just beautiful. So we call that total freedom, right? Total freedom mm-hmm. is what we're after. We're not just after financial success. We're after time freedom and true time freedom, right? Not like I'm afraid to go away on vacation without my phone mm-hmm. because I don't want my business to fall apart. Like there are so many six, quote unquote successful leaders in this profession that can't even allow themselves to do that. Mm-hmm. And what, what I think a lot of people don't realize is, is you're living a lie straight up because we sell this definition of freedom yes. to people when we join, but we don't live that in our life. And here's the sad part about it. It's not that we can't, it's that we don't allow ourselves to yep. because we get caught up in this limiting belief of what our business requires from us because we live from a red light core story. Mm-hmm. And I love it because you're giving yourself the permission to live your life on your terms. And, and here's what a lot of, a lot of leaders will look at, like not being available for a week vacation is, Oh my God, what are my, what's my team going to think? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm leaving them. But what you don't realize is your team is watching you. And when they see you go on vacation and you're answering their messages, the same as you were when you're not, that over time begins to create an internal resistance around success where your team starts to think, is this what it, is this what it's all about? Like I can't even go on vacation with my family and enjoy myself. I make the argument that literally one of the most important things we can do is truly live a life that embodies what we preach, which is total freedom. And that means saying no, that means turning it off. That means being unavailable. Now, a lot of leaders struggle with that because their sense of self-worth comes from their busyness. And if they're not working and doing, they don't feel worthy. And that's why they're guilty when they do those things. So this is where Love, Serve, Grow becomes so important because it literally teaches us how to have that sweet life, as you call it. And it allows us to give ourselves permission. So I love the fact that that's something you're focusing on right now, because I could so easily see as somebody that's built a business so quickly, how that could be a little consuming for you at times. Definitely. And and I, I realized along the way that I did have leaders that didn't want the results that I had because they didn't, again, they didn't want that job that they saw me doing. So I've tried to be very intentional about it. And I obviously hope to continue to grow in that area. And actually I'm curious, Bob, what that looks like or what, what you, I know this is maybe a tough question, but is there, when, when you want to exemplify that time freedom, is there a certain amount of time or is there a certain, what does that look like? I guess, what does that end goal look like? Cause that's what I would love to embody. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I think it's different for everybody. I think it's a moving target. I, I believe there's two different types of entrepreneurs. I believe there's lifestyle entrepreneurs 
I would consider myself a lifestyle entrepreneur. I am one of the most motivated, lazy people you'll ever meet. (laughs) I am motivated because I like just having my own time, right? Like my vision for my life is I want to, you know, I want to build an incredibly successful business that I literally run three days a week and that's it. And I play golf with my boys, my two little boys, two days a week. And I don't work week. Like that's my vision. That's what I get excited about. Mm-hmm. There's other types of entrepreneurs that I would consider more achievement driven ones that actually get fulfilled by the chase and the hunt of going out and getting to that next level, whether it's for themselves or someone else. And it's not to say that I'm not motivated by that, but my vision of what that time freedom might be could be different than what yours might be. But I think this is the reason why it's so important for us to get mm-hmm. clear on what our definition of total freedom is. Your oh, definition that is so good. Your definition, Heather, might be like, I just literally, I have, you know, two days a week, maybe I don't work weekends anymore, or I don't right. work weekends and I have a, a day in the middle of the week on a Wednesday that I just, I, half a day, I just cut it off. And that's the day yeah. that I, I take, I, that's date night with my, like, it's going to be different for all of us. But here's the thing. Most people don't even know what that looks like for them. They don't even know what they want. We're just right. working really hard chasing this definition <laughs> of success that was actually given to us by someone else. We've never asked ourselves, is this what I want in my life? Does this honor my priorities? Is this going to be something that fulfills me? So I think, and you know, in next level, we spend a lot of time on this. Like, what do you actually want? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know what you want, you better be really careful because you might actually become successful chasing someone else's dream and get there Mm -hmm. and have it be very unfulfilling for you. Man, that is so good. And I love Kate. I know she'll be listening. She and Tammy, they're two of my top leaders. We're at the same rank in about the top 12 of our company together. And they're on my team. And I think they exactly embody, you know, one is more like you and Kate is like me and that we love the work. We love to like, I I don't know that there's an amount of money that would make us stop showing up in the way that we do, you know, yeah. So I, I love the same said way. That. Like I'll never stop doing what I'm doing, but I yeah. also have other priorities in my life that I want to yes. be able to honor. And I think, but listen, here's an important conversation, mm-hmm. Heather, you shouldn't be feel bad about the fact that that's who you are. Yeah, and I, I think that, that if you're striving and, and, but you're doing it from a place of service and growth, you should never be apologetic for that. You should never feel bad that, that, that you feel there's another level of contribution in your life you want to go to. But Mm-hmm. You also have to recognize there are a lot of lifestyle entrepreneurs on your team. Yes. Definitely. So you have a responsibility to make sure that people know that that is a part of your life that, you know, you can't tell people that family's important to you and not have them see that in terms of the way that you're actually spending your time. So I feel like as a leader, this is such an important conversation we have a responsibility to understand there's different kinds of people that have different motivations. And we need to just be conscious of the fact that we're honoring all three of those parts of total freedom, personal freedom, time freedom, and financial freedom in a way that is inspiring to everyone on our team. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. Oh, that is, and I know Kate, that's the answer to your question. We were just talking about this after one of your clubhouses the other day of, of what it looks like when we actually enjoy the work. So I, I think that your answer will serve a lot of people. It certainly has served me. So thank you. I know we want to finish up today kind of talking about your, the vision of the next phase of your life. And I know, you know, faith is a really important part Mm -hmm. of what you do. And, but before we get to that, I I want to ask you a question because I feel like, tell me if you're conscious of this, 
Okay. So somebody here, somebody hears your story, right? From 150,000 a month to 1.5 million. You recognize that that's not relatable for many people, right? Are you conscious of the fact, do you, do you recognize that it's a greater challenge for you today to connect with and relate to some of the newer people that join your team? Is that something that you're aware of? I think that it, yes. Um, I, I do, I do think that that is a challenge and, you know, thinking back on some of the amazing ladies that have joined, um, you know, my direct line recently, I, I would hope that they would feel inspired that they could do it too, if not faster. In fact, Ariel that I was talking about earlier, the Montana uh, trip, she's on track to, to beat me or to do it quicker, which I'm like, go girl, do it. Um, you know, whereas many, most, I would say of the, the women that entrust me, you know, in this business really just want something. They want a community. They want something, um, that is fulfilling for them, something that makes them feel good, a little bit of extra money. And so I, I hope it's my goal to also meet them where they are and not make people feel like they have to have these same results if that's not what they want. Yeah. Um, does that answer? No, it totally does. Are there things I'm curious, are there things that you consciously do to try to make sure you are relating to different people, regardless of where they are in terms of their level of interest and commitment? If I came into your business as someone that, you know, like the average person that doesn't have a whole lot mm-hmm. of self-confidence and hopes it might work, but doesn't really have right. the belief, you know, and, uh, Maybe I hear your story and I'm like, that's just so far I'm out of the realm of my understanding. You know, would you do anything different with that person, do you think, if they joined your team? And just in terms of like sharing your story or taking them through the exposure process or working with them? I'm just curious. Well, our onboarding um, system is something we have been working to refine for since I joined LLA. So definitely for the last three years. And I have found myself really trying to make sure whether they have big goals, whether they have small goals to really just get them over the line that you talk about. And that line is to make back their kit investment. It's easy or, you know, I wouldn't say it's easy. It's simple to do um, if they just follow the path and the plan that we have with our getting started guide. And so for a runner, I would say the reason that you're going to do this is because you, then you'll know how to show somebody else how to do this um, that might not quite have the same drive and, and, and passion and ambition that you do to do big things with this business, but she still wants to make her money back. Right. Yep. And so then for someone who I can maybe either sense that they don't have that belief or again, their goals don't necessarily match the, you know, the big picture, if you will, then I just encourage them to step outside their comfort zone to, to take that next step for us. It's a before and after, or a little sped up, hyperlapse video. And for those, those women, it's very scary to them. They're that taking that leap of faith to do it is, is very scary. And so I really laser focusing in on the benefits that they'll get from overcoming that fear and the hopes that once they overcome that hurdle or fear, then they'll tackle the next one and the next one, the next one, so that their story will likely, you know, in fact, Tammy, my biggest leader, who still to this day makes up about 80% of my team, she's uh, she's incredible. And she did not go live 
for the first like two years of her business. <laughs> now she got to work and hustled in other ways for sure, but she had a fear around that. So I think her story is powerful and inspiring to those that might feel the same way. She still had to do the work. She had to show up in another way, but now she'll encourage women who maybe feel that same way to post that sped up video or something that maybe feels a little bit more, more comfortable to them. I think knowing you is the way I do, Heather, having the chance to work with you. I think one of the things, one of the qualities that makes you such a great leader is I think you are very relatable. I think there's a, there's a huge, I think any of the girls on your team would say there's a humility around you and you're very relatable in the way that you present yourself as a leader. And I think there's a really valuable lesson in that because the truth of it is this, and this is the frustrating part, but it's Mm -hmm. the truth that the more successful we become, the less relatable we are. And people don't understand your journey. They weren't there. They don't realize you had all the same fears as them and that you had those lonely nights and those days where you questioned yourself and that you still even today have those moments (laughs) where you're like, you know, can I really do this? Is this, you know, do I deserve this? Right? Like we always, we have that challenges, but all people do is they look at our results and they automatically say, well, that's not me. I can never be that. So it's almost like, as a leader, we we truly do have to work really hard just to remind people that we're a normal person just like them. And I think this is where, you know, qualities like humility, vulnerability, as a leader, really spending way more time talking about our failures and sharing, being transparent about our challenges of today. These are really important tools that we have at our disposal for influencing our team. And you know, and I know there's going to be a lot of uh, girls on your team that are going to hear this and, you know, they're going to find some inspiration knowing the fact that, you know, Heather still struggles with how to manage her time and being able to do things like that. So on that note, mm-hmm. what, other, you know, what would, what else would surprise people to know that things that Heather still has some challenges with, or, you know, what are some of the other things that would maybe surprise someone on your team to hear? And maybe they've already heard it from you. I'm guessing they have. And that's just part of why you're such a great leader. But for the listeners, what are some of the other things that would maybe surprise people? Like, let's let's peer deeply into Heather's head and let's find out her deepest, darkest secrets right now. But what are, what are the things that you still know you need to do some work on? Okay. So you're going to, you're going to die and probably be shocked when I say this. Um, and I have said this in a wham or two. Um, so some people may have heard it, but I actually still am working through my fear of prospecting personally. Mm. So I very much, uh, relied for, you know, I would say the first two years of my business for people to just come to me the more of that, like attraction marketing side, which as you know, and as you coach is very difficult to duplicate. And so I realized in there about two years ago that I had to shift my mindset and overcome that fear that held me back from having those conversations, from from doing the work that I knew would be required of them if they wanted to see the same results that I had had just from showing up, you know, in, in kind of that attraction marketing, social selling way. And so it's still something that I, I get butterflies, especially for, um, I call them dream teamies. Um, as part of our system. And, um, I still get butterflies thinking about them. And it's hilarious to see that two of the the most recent success stories on my team were longtime dream teamies that it took a solid year or more for me to overcome that fear of reaching Mm. out and, and connecting with them. So, um, I think that might surprise some people. And it's, I think it's something I'm still working through, to be honest. So if we know fear, 
is a byproduct of a red light story. What were some of the red light stories that you created around those people? Somebody asked me that recently, and I was like, "She was like, what are you afraid of?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I really had to, I had to dig deep, and I had to think about it. I, I honestly, I think that, well, to be honest, I had it. I had a bad experience in another company um, where my mentor, we would sit down and do these career chats where we would go through this binder, and you know, I, I would have to do it with my best friend, my employees. I wouldn't have to, but she encouraged me to, and I'm coachable almost to a fault. So I was like, okay. And yeah. I think it just intimidated me that, that people were going to perceive that I was making, that it was for my benefit in some way. When in reality, our comp plan, we don't make money off of the kit cost, which is a huge blessing. So truly when we do connect with someone about the opportunity, we don't benefit until they're successful. And so that, you know, truly is, is it's, it's a, it is a red light story, no doubt. And um, I like to shift to the green light story as the fact that who do I know even right now that would just find this to be such a blessing for them? You know, who are those, um, those, uh, a people, right. That I know that do intimidate me Mm -hmm. and, um, what am I holding back from them for not uh, connecting with them on this? And so I think shifting that mindset, like I said, is something that I'm still working on. Um, and it is something that I hope to be able to maybe spend this year on my personal business doing. But I mean, it's, I mean, that's powerful for people here. I'm sure I, I like to say every new level, same devil, right? That imposter uh, yeah. syndrome and that fear yeah. is always there. And I think, um, what a perfect example of that, that even somebody that has such a heart to serve, fear still leads us back into that sales mindset so easily, mm-hmm. right? Because when we're afraid to share, it's because we're operating from a sales perspective, right? We're worried mm-hmm. about coming across the wrong way or, you know, we're just predicting all those negative outcomes for something that we're not even doing. And <laughs> it's that constant reminder, right? And, but it's also a good example that the red light stories never go away. The more yeah, we, we all have work, <laughs> the more we do this work, we just we're quicker to recognize them. Our bounce back rate is faster, right? We don't get knocked out for several days and we learn how to stop believing them. And I think that's the ongoing work. So I'd love to kind of close out today, Heather, talking a little bit about like your vision of where this goes mm-hmm. for you, right? Because I think, you know, what's what's really in next level, we spend mm-hmm. as the, the program that you're in, we spend a lot of time talking about helping people move from profit to purpose, right? Like once we get money out of the way as an issue in our life, we really truly start creating a vision of what our legacy is going to be and what, how we want to impact the lives of others. And I know that for you, faith has always been a central Mm -hmm. role and, and, and God has always been an important part of your life. And I know that you have a new vision of kind of where you want to use your platform. And I, I think you, you told me you literally just start, got your first podcast episode back. You're starting a podcast. And yes. I know you find so much fulfillment today just in helping the women on your team win. But talk a little bit about like your vision for where you see this work going from you moving forward. Oh gosh. Well, I am so excited um, to officially put out there the Stories of Light podcast. I five minutes before this call got the first episode back and we'll upload it and hopefully it'll be, I'm sure by the time this airs, it, it'll be up and going. So Stories of Light uh, was an inspiration and a, and a vision that I, I, I truly feel is a calling from the Lord. It was clear as day 
over a year ago. And the only thing that's held me back from, from making it happen was really my perfectionism, my fear. Um, I had tons of red light stories. To be honest, one of the biggest ones, Lindsay, when she listens, she'll laugh. Because when I sent you a message, Bob, to invite you to be a guest on the podcast, I i mean, that's probably the scariest I've ever been in my life. I had, I mean, 10 million red light stories coming at me, you know, like, oh, he's going to think I'm going to want to start a coaching program, or he's going to think this. And Lindsay, who she's the one who's just giggled with the Bob says thing for years now. She was like, Heather, Bob. Bob is going to be nothing but supportive of you in this journey because he, you know, embodies those, you know, those, those things that he preaches, I'm sure. And sure enough, I was so grateful when you accepted the invitation to be one of the guests to share your story. And my goal really with this podcast is to, to create a place for those who do, um, you know, walk in the faith and who point their success back to the Lord to, to really be able to share more of their stories and their testimonies and share some wisdom and specific tools, things like uh, Laura Casey's um, power sheets or, you know, great podcasts, books, other mentors within the industry and, and through Next Level, I've, I've had the opportunity to connect with some other rock stars within the industry, and they've agreed to uh, let me interview them as well. So I think it's really going to serve those, um, regardless of where they are in their journey, who want to seek God-centered mentors and uh, to have a place to be inspired in that. Yeah, that's so awesome. We'll put the the information for your podcast in the show notes for everybody, that, that you know, so they can definitely check that out. I think this is like, to me, this is the perfect example of if we're operating from love, serve, grow, the question that we're always asking ourselves is what is that next level of service and growth that I want to go to in my life? And it's like where love, serve, grow becomes this beautiful cycle is if we're always starting with the belief component and we're recognizing that every new level of our life requires a new us, which requires a new level of belief. So like what a perfect example you're, you're, still dealing with the red light stories because you're doing this whole new thing and there's all these new issues. But so we're, we're tackling that, but we're, we're serving at another level and that's forcing you to grow, right? I'm sure you're going to go through a lot of personal growth in the next six to 12 months doing a podcast and having to put yourself out there. But all that's going to do is it's going to give you a greater capacity to, to love and to spread love and to, for you, obviously honoring uh, the Lord's word and the work that you do and all that stuff. It's just, it's just this really powerful kind of force that gets created. So I'm, I'm super excited for you. And, um, cause I know this will bring a whole new level of fulfillment to you in your life, which will be really powerful. Oh, I, I have no doubt. And, you know, I, I know that truly, you know, possibly even for the first time of the things that I've done, I, I'm not doing this for the results of, of, I don't even know what the results look like. I don't know anything about starting a podcast. Yeah, don't have a, don't have a really yeah. high expectation <laughs> yeah. starting out for the results. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's like, I don't, I know that there are people just like me and, and the late, you know, the, the, the women on my team. And I know there are so many people out there who, who get so stuck in our heads centered around faith. And sometimes I think that, you know, we, they can think things like, well, is this the Lord's plan for me? You know, to do this or to be this, or I'm not at this rank. Is that, is this his will? And I'm like, the Lord's will is just for you to show up and be like him. (laughs) And so I think, you know, and also I know the fact that all of the things that we experience, we're not promised for them to be, to be good or to be easy, but we are promised that they will be worked for our good and for his purpose. And so I think creating that place to share not only my story, um, and the hard things that, that I've been through in this journey, but also to create that place for leaders to do the same and mentors to do the same. Yeah. 
I think that that, I think that will be very powerful and inspiration. And I would feel like I was holding something back if I didn't, if I didn't act on this, on this vision. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it's a really powerful lesson. And the the question that I would throw out to anybody that's listening to this is what's that vision for you in your life, right? What is that next level of impact or service? And, you know, I think regardless of where you are on your journey, you know, Heather, you came into our world already having had a pretty measurable level of success, but the things that you learned and applied to get you to where you are today will work for anybody, regardless of where they are, even if it's somebody listening to this that doesn't even have a single member on their team yet. And I think that where we should feel inspired and encouraged is we're all capable, right? And we all have gifts inside of us and potential that we don't truly recognize. But if we can just get into the process of doing these things, we can discover some pretty incredible things about ourselves. And I think that's your perfect example of that. So, so listen, thank you so much for being here today. This was awesome. We were joking around before. I'm like, I'm not really sure where this is going to go. And it actually kind of went a little different than we thought it would, which was, which I love. I mean, that to me, I I don't, I'm not overly prepared because I just love the kind of the authenticity of the interaction, but I can't wait to share this with, with our listeners. They're going to really get a ton out of this and definitely go check out Heather's podcast. She is doing some incredible things and um, we'll be, I think we're recording our interview sometime in the next couple of weeks, right? And not not pretty pretty soon. So I'll probably be on there at or around the time that we publish this. So, but Heather, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for sharing your story. I'm I'm so weird. I think I speak for all of us, like as our company, we're so grateful that you're a part of our community because you, I mean, you truly are in every sense of the word, you are a legacy leader. And uh, so we're grateful that that we can point to you as somebody, even if we just played the smallest part in your journey, we're, we're very proud of what you've accomplished and really just what you represent in the world. So I just wanted to say that to you here. Oh gosh, thank you so much. I'm, I'm so grateful for, for the major impact that you've had on my business. I have no doubt. And I speak the praises of LLA and next level um, and all of the things to anybody that will listen. And I'm I'm so grateful. And the crazy thing about this, Bob, is it's just the beginning. (laughs) If you think about we're, you know, we're just a few years into this journey and I cannot wait to see uh, where, where this, what this looks like in in 10 years. I'll I'll look forward to me to seeing you again in September. I'm excited because I'll be speaking on stage for the first time in two years. I'll be keynoting at your company's convention. So I'll love getting a chance to see you again and and meeting a lot of the girls on the team. And uh, so I'm, Really, really excited about that. So we'll have a oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> Thanks for all so your support. Thanks for being here. And uh, we'll connect soon. Thank you so much, Bob. All right. So there are, I mean, there are so many great things that we talked about in that conversation. And like I said, really, really, I want you to hear Heather's story. And I want that to serve as some inspiration. Hopefully, a lot of you heard yourself and a lot of the things that Heather was talking about. And I think, listen, this is, this is what total freedom is all about. Like we really truly need to learn how to start believing bigger things are possible for our life. We have to stop letting our past hold us back. Stop letting, looking to our current results for proof of what we think we can do tomorrow, right? This is why belief is such an important first step. But I'm telling you, if you really, really buy into and embrace this concept that we teach, love, serve, grow, you have no idea what the future has in store for you. 
So listen, I really appreciate all of you reaching out and telling me how much you love hearing these uh, interviews and success stories. Our intention is to do a lot more of that here in 2021 to share the stories of the people inside of our communities, our students that are operating and implementing Love, Serve, Grow into their businesses and, and seeing incredible results. So hopefully you enjoy hearing them as well. But with that being said, make sure you tune in Friday. I've got the big announcement for a huge free challenge that we have. You are not going to want to miss this one. You're going to want to have your whole team register. So I'll give you the link to register, and I'm going to tell you what we're going to be doing on Friday. So make sure you tune in then. But until then, have a great week, everybody. I love and appreciate you all for being here. I'll talk to you soon.